Hello everybody and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Health and Sports Show. My name is Tom Butterfield and I'm your host as always. Today we're going to talk about the relationship between load and capacity, what that means and how that can help to get you through your training more safe and more sensible and reduce your risk of injuries. So let's get to it. Whenever we get injured, it's completely natural to wonder what went wrong. You haven't necessarily done anything different today, yet here you are in pain and unable to do the things you want to do. If we drop a heavy object on our foot or get hit by a fast moving vehicle or object, it's easy to know what caused our injury. As long as we don't do that again, we won't get the same problem again. Unfortunately, the cause of most problems we see in clinic are not so easily identified by our clients. Clients will often say, I just woke up like this. All I did was turn to speak to my friend. I just got something out the oven. Or I just sneezed. The truth is that the problem has been coming for a while. Slowly and silently, it's been building up until that one innocuous movement has pushed things over the edge. It all comes down to the relationship between the load you're putting on your body versus the capacity of your body to handle that load. So let's have two columns here. We'll put these up on the screen. On the left, we've got load, and on the right, we've got capacity. Load covers any physical or mental strain that the body or mind is exposed to. It covers exercise, activity, nutrition, sleep, emotional stress. Whereas capacity is our ability to withstand the load that we're exposed to. Load will change day to day, hour by hour, minute by minute, second by second. Capacity, on the other hand, will move much more slowly. For example, our fitness levels take time to improve or to get worse. If we put the body under huge physical load on one day, we don't expect that load to be easy the next day. And conversely, if an Olympic athlete takes a day or a week off training, we don't expect their fitness levels to drop massively despite being under relatively lower loads than normal. The problem usually occurs when somebody takes up a new activity or fitness habit, so maybe around New Year's time. The enthusiasm is sky high, motivation is literally bursting out of us. So we start running four to five times a week, having not run for maybe four or five years previously. So let's go back to our columns and see what this does to our load and our capacity towers. Load is dramatically increased, whereas the capacity has not changed much because we've only just started, because it's going to take time for the body to adapt to the change in load. The body will adapt and capacity for loading will increase. However, if the gap is too big, as it is in our example here, then the tissue, so the tendons and muscles especially, will not be able to recover fast enough, which is going to result in a decrease in capacity, which will eventually result in an injury and or some kind of physical loss of performance. It could come in the form of muscle strains or tears, stress fractures in bones or tendinopathy, so an Achilles or patella tendinopathy. If, on the other hand, we decide to ease into our new habit, 
choosing to only run maybe twice a week or once a week and for shorter distances, then the increase in the load is not vastly uh, changed. Therefore, it doesn't outweigh capacity, which allows the tissues to adapt slowly, resulting in better capacity for loading. Muscles will get stronger, bone density will rise and tendons become more resilient rather than breaking down. So let's assume we increase physical load very slowly. What happens all of a sudden if we have a period of increased emotional stress where our nutrition suffers, we have hormonal fluctuations, maybe in the menstrual cycle or perimenopause, or we have trouble sleeping for a period of time. This has the potential to reduce our capacity to recover from each training session. Therefore, if we don't also reduce the load, we could be at risk of injury. So most injuries can be attributed to the relationship between load and capacity. Unfortunately, lots of people come away from their clinician having been told it's due to them having one leg longer than the other, their glutes aren't firing properly, they've got flat feet or they overpronate, their patella tracking is off, one shoulder's higher than the other, and the list goes on. I've heard them all. <laughs> so let's take leg length, for example. Quite often the difference is less than one centimeter. The person has never had any issues with it until they went from running zero times a week to five times a week. The problem is not the small leg length difference. It's the lack of adherence or understanding of how we should progress your training load safely and sensibly. Often I'll have clients who injure their ankle, knee or low back, for example. They might be out of sport or activity for a month, two months, four to eight weeks. But as soon as the pain's gone, they're ready to jump straight back into their routine as if they'd never been away. When you're relatively inactive, the load on your body is going to be reduced. Therefore, over a four to eight week period, the capacity to load is going to decrease. So you must slowly increase your load on your body to increase your capacity until you are back to your previous level. So you need to take time and earn the right to get back there. If you're impatient and you try to force things, then you will lose out. I can almost guarantee it. And just to add here that we always encourage people to stay as active as they are able during uh, times of injury. This keeps the load to a decent level, therefore it minimizes the reduction in capacity. And don't fall for these ridiculous programs advertised on social media that I've seen that claim to be able to uh, get you running a marathon in six weeks. If you're a seasoned runner, then yes, maybe, but not for Mr. and Mrs. Average Joe. It, it'll end badly, trust me. But in summary, don't overanalyze things. Look for the most simple reason why this problem's occurred. Because in most cases, look for a relatively rapid increase in physical load that outweighs your current capacity or a negative change in your nutrition, sleep, hormonal status or an increase in emotional stress that has got the potential to reduce your capacity, which meaning you can't deal with your usual load that you put yourself under. The lesson is to listen to your body and reduce or increase the load as you feel able and be aware that if you do get too far ahead of yourself, the body has a wonderful way or not so wonderful way of bringing you back down to earth with a bump. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. You know the drill. If you're watching on YouTube, please like the episode and subscribe to the channel. Please review if you're 
listening on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. It's always fantastic to hear from our clients and our listeners. So thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. <laughs> I forgot where I was then. See you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>